You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting and screenwriters and anything to do with the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and I do have to ask the question, when you are a creative practitioner, and when, what I mean by creative practitioner is if you are a screenwriter, a director, or an actor, that's what it means, and you are in the market to find an agent to get yourself out there into the industry. Now, I kept getting asked this question in Quora the question and answer website and the question that comes across my feed on that website is somebody asking, hey, I'm a screenwriter or I'm an aspiring screenwriter or I'm an aspiring filmmaker. How do I get representation or how do I get an agent or a manager? Now, this is something that is discussed in film schools, and I have to say, sadly, the advice is either not solid or not practical. Me spending almost a year gaining experience in the industry, especially in California, I have come to realize that in order to get an agent or a manager, you can't simply call up an agency and say, hey, hook me up with an agent or a manager. doesn't work like that because almost 100% of the time they will say, I'm sorry, we do not take unsolicited material. But there may be some that do, but they are either hard to find or even if you have found them, there is a huge chance that they will take advantage of you. So... If you are in the market to get an agent or a manager and you are an aspiring creative professional or creative practitioner, now I'm going to use the word creative practitioner to describe screenwriters, directors, and actors or anybody who is in the business of film and TV works in film and TV in any discipline. So, if you are a creative practitioner or an aspiring creative practitioner, know this. Just because you have an agent or a manager does not mean your career will be successful. Here's why. 
they are a step in the right direction in the industry. But at the end of the day, they'll have to do what they do best, and that's to get get you through the door into the schedule of an executive of a production company like Disney, Sony, why not? But most importantly, you have to understand what they do. So I'll kick start off with an agent. Now these guys will guide your career and help you sell yourself to executives at a studio and a network. Agents know how to sell in the industry. In California, they are the ones that then get you through the door, get you a meeting. Managers and lawyers are completely not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to solicit work for you by law. Managers, on the other hand, they help you develop your work. And if you have a brand, they will help you develop that too. They make sure your product, whether your script, your acting skills, or your directing skills, that doesn't suck and is saleable. Lawyers, on the other hand, this is entertainment lawyers. I'm talking about not lawyers in general, entertainment lawyers. Specifically, these are the ones to do in the entertainment business, in the film and television business specifically. Lawyers can help you negotiate deals and prevent you from getting screwed. Now, there are a lot of companies out there that love to save money and they will do everything possible to pay you less or to cheat you out of a deal while you're supposed to get paid. This is where entertainment lawyers come in. They ensure that that does not happen. Now, agents can also take this role, but... I would suggest that a screenwriter or a creative practitioner in the industry has both. Now, here is the real truth of it it all. Even if you have an agent or a manager or a lawyer, you still have to sell yourself in the industry, your latest project. A lot of people have this notion that once you have an agent or a manager, you can just sit back on your laurels and relax. Simply not true. Like I mentioned before, 
an agent can get you through the door. He can get you a meeting. But you would have to go the extra step of selling yourself to the executive. Your idea and your pitch, you have to convince the executive that your idea is worth investing in because believe me, these executives will be spending upward of millions of dollars, sometimes involving billions in a movie project. So you will have to sell yourself and I would be recommending a book called The Only Answer to Becoming a Sales Champion. Look it up. Forget the reviews. I believe that's the best book on how to sell yourself because, believe me, every day of your life you are involved in selling something. And the author of that book, the only answer to becoming a sales champion, who, by the way, is German, it's written by a German, and it is a self-help book. I highly encourage you to check it out because that book will help you be confident in selling yourself. Now, me, myself, before I started this podcast and before I went into gaining the necessary experience that I needed in the film and television business in Hollywood, I used to do sales and customer service. So I know what I'm talking about when I say you need to sell yourself. Now, with that being said, after the break, what I will be telling you is whether or not you really need them. So stay tuned for that. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. So before the break, I was talking to you about an agent managers, and entertainment lawyers when it comes to a creative practitioner. I've gone over the basic definitions and I have explained the difference, their role in the industry, 
And the fact that even though you have an agent or a manager, if you ended up getting one, you still need to sell yourself to the executive. And as mentioned, an agent, all an agent can do is set you up with a meeting with the executive. You have to take it further and sell yourself. And I've also recommended a book. Highly check it out. If you missed that part, I'm going to name that book again. It is the only answer to becoming a sales champion. That title, the only answer to becoming a sales champion. Now, this section, I'm going to talk about whether or not you need them. Now, with the rise of independent filmmaking and with the rise and popularity of streaming platforms like Vimeo and YouTube, I do not see any reason why it would be necessary because what you are able to do is you are able to put your brand, your work, out there for everybody to see. This is the distribution part of it. Now, yes, you have taken care of the distribution side of things, but in my honest opinion, you have to be wait. You have to wait to be discovered. Now, I'll give you an example of this. You know. When Tom Welling was beginning or before he was discovered and got his gig as Karate Rob in Judging Amy, which is actually a show, back in the early 2000s, he was in construction, he went into modeling, Now, before he got that modeling gig, he was discovered by an agent or a manager. So, the trick here is even if you've contacted them, like I've mentioned before, they'll simply tell you that they don't take unsolicited material. That's the standard response you're going to get. Whenever you talk to an agency and you say, hey, I'm looking for an agent or a manager, says, I'm sorry, we do not accept unsolicited material. Unsolicited material. That's, that's a standardized response they get, they give. And this is, and based on the wording, I would imagine this is a scripted response. Why they don't say anything else? I don't know, but in you, moving forward, your content should be able to sell it, should be able to sell you. Now, 
if that does that job, if your content is good and you get discovered, then that is fantastic. Then you get a deal. All you need to do from there is get a lawyer and a training with a lawyer. This is not my personal recommendation. I would say this is a logical thing to do. Keep doing what you're doing because it's all about networking in film and TV. So you have to be sociable. You have to be super sociable because, like I mentioned before, all a manager does, he will help you develop your work if you have one and your brand if you have one and make sure your work doesn't suck and is saleable, is ready to sell. Your next step will be the agent who will get you to the door, get you set up with a meeting. But to get them, you have to be working hard. You have to let them find you, unfortunately. So my recommendation is create a network, have a network of creatives, of creative practitioners or other creative practitioners, build your network and go from there. Be super sociable. Now, this does not work if you are an introvert or not a sociable person. It can work if you are suffering from a disability like autism or autism spectrum disorder. This can work, but people won't know unless you put it out there. Now, I'll be honest with you on something. Given the formulaic nature of the business, I would say you can stick to your independent filmmaking because you keep control of the idea, you keep control of the intellectual property, and you keep control of the creativity because all that's happening here is your getting other creatives to help you bring your idea to life. Now, this is not something new. Independent filmmaking is not something new because when I was growing up, the movies that I saw, they were all made, professionally made, by independent filmmakers. And they all got discovered. The, the uh, famous directors or the uh, popular directors that are on the industry today, they first actually the, were discovered. They're, they were all doing the independent stuff before they were discovered. So... Your chance will come. So until then, keep working on your stuff and keep creating 
quality content rather than pumping out more content. Because in the independent filmmaking world or in the world of YouTube or in the world of Vimeo, content is definitely the king and you want to capitalize on your content, no doubt, but you also want to make quality content. Now, there are people out there or there are creatives out there in YouTube, on YouTube, and on Vimeo that may or may not have quality content. So you will need to find your own unique voice. Don't simply put something out there just because it's artistic or because you want to express yourself. Because keep in mind, if you do want to express yourself, that will have to be put out there with the hope that there are others who share your expression. So that is Kate. I'm not discouraging you from putting anything out there because you want to express yourself, but know that if you do put something out there as an expression, as an artistic expression, or because you want to express yourself, you need to know that you are having your content put in front of the right kind of people, the people that share your expression. So I'm just going to end it right there. So if you are a creative practitioner, good luck to you. And until I see you again, thank you for listening to this podcast. Until I see you again, don't forget to turn that page.